frequency 18, 36, 4, 82. Armerium Vox Eterna. The Strangeman's No Access Radio. Episode 8. Dissection. Listeners, how's it been? Strangeman's No Access Radio, I'm Jock Tuckabee, yada yada yada. I'm pretty tired right now, haven't really slept in a while, and every time I stand up, I suddenly end up on the ground a few seconds later, in a puddle of my own tears. So, I don't really want to do anything, least of which talking to no one except for Doug and Holly and... her. But luckily I got something for you all to listen to while I sleep on the ground for a solid 15 to 20 minutes. There I was, accidentally wandering into the knife department, when I met with this old rotten witch who whisked me away to a room full of cabinets. I don't exactly remember the next few bits, but eventually I asked if she could give me some good content to air on the show in exchange for my firstborn son. And she said, what are you on about? I'm 43, not a witch, you idiot. I will take that firstborn, though. She gave me this tape, which I'm just gonna let play next to my microphone. Not sure what this tape is, though Witch said that it was a performance review of some sort, but I know better than to trust people who kept ending up on the ceiling. She also said that the tape was edited in a more dramatic fashion, but it feels fine to me, so screw it. Anyway, if you'll excuse me... Uh, should we... No, let's... Let's just play the tape. You think he'll be fine? I honestly don't care. Thomas Fenton Garvey, new director for Site 13, recording an internal review of all radio station staff. Good, it's working. Uh, thanks again for letting me use your recording equipment. Sure, yep, absolutely. Why do you want to record this? Oh, nothing sinister. I just wanted to give a little internal review for most of my employees before starting. I find recording these types of interactions helpful with judgement. As you probably know, you can't get all the details on the first listen. Especially if you're right in the thick of it all. Okay... It's alright, Jock. This isn't an interrogation, and it's highly unlikely that you'll lose your job. I just want to get to know people before I start uh, directoring it up. The last director never did this. Well, from what I hear, the last director apparently let a bunch of clones run amok, failed to inform any co-workers about the meat power situation, got himself crushed under a hydraulic press. So I really don't think following his example would be particularly advantageous. Sure. Jock, listen, I'm not your enemy. I'm not here to cast judgement on you or anyone else here. I just want to know what it's like working around here. Alright? Alright. Great. Let's get started. Well then, what do you want to know? How long have you been working for us at the Strangeman Association? 
Uh, round about ten years, I think. I'm 60% sure I was taken here in the 80s, and some people are telling me it's 2021, but that doesn't really make sense, right? Yes, we've got a faulty timeline. I think we're getting people here to fix it yesterday. So how are you finding this job? Uh, it's been good. I get to really be out there, you know. I'm reporting stuff that no one else is and everyone is listening, paying attention. Mostly because I'm the only one saying this stuff because it's a big secret, and I'm the only radio station that they're able to listen to, so there's that. I also directly talk to Mantis people from time to time. Right, right. Is there anything that you would like to change about your job? Well, maybe we could get some comfier chairs. Out of the question, try again. Oh, uh, well, I'd ask for more people. Or at least better people. Right. I've been briefed that only four people are working here. Including you. Yeah, just me, Doug, and Holly. Well, there's also Triss, but she's just our bodyguard. Doesn't really contribute to the radio bit of the job. Just sort of stands around, talking to Holly. Doing nothing. And what exactly is your problem with your co-workers? Well, Doug's fine. He's a pretty good sound guy, but he keeps telling me, No, Jock, you're blowing out the sound levels. We can't have you screaming a Gregorian chant. It'll hurt everyone's ears. Blah, blah, blah. It's unbelievable. You know, he keeps adding weird little noises at the end of broadcasts, and I'm sure it creeps out the audience more than it spooks me. And Holly, I swear she doesn't know anything about an entertaining radio show. Like, she keeps asking me to talk about boring things, things that don't matter. Like that broadcast we did about some of the weird stuff we have in storage, she got me to talk about a clock. A clock that rewinds time. We have so much more interesting stuff than that. Like, have you seen our monkeys with flails for tails? And she got me to talk about a pipe with some grey goo on it? It's insulting! Hmm. You have a lot of interesting things to say about your co-workers. Do you think that they might have interesting things to say about you? Hmm... No. That idiot is the worst thing about my life. He's the bane of my fucking existence, a total scourge on the face of the earth. And the fact that he's not dead is an absolute embarrassment. Right now, Triss, that's all very interesting, but if you could calm down... I'll show you, Carl! <laughs> Miss Hollyander Greenwall. Uh, people just call me Holly, if that's alright. Uh-huh. So, Miss Greenwall, executive producer, and by that I mean the only producer, on the Strangeman's No Access Radio, is that correct? Uh, yes. So how long have you been working here? Um, well, not sure exactly. Is that a problem? Oh, don't worry, I've been hearing that a lot lately. But surely you haven't always been working at the station. I mean, I was kind of never employed before joining the association. I mean, I did a lot of art stuff, a bit of acting... A thing or two, but I never got paid for any of it. I was sort of crashing at my friend's house before I got black-bagged and sent here. So this is your first job? Well, I'm pretty sure I was a janitor assigned in the room with the unknowable object. The unknowable object in Sector 12? Uh, no, the unknowable object next to the broom closet. I see. So why did you decide to move to the station? I don't know. Guess I was tired of waking up in the mornings and then forgetting what I did that day. Or month. So a job hunter notified me of this opportunity before going back onto the job market to hunt for more jobs. And here I am. So what you're saying is that you're completely unqualified for the job. Uh... That you have zero experience in or outside of this field. 
I mean... That your time here has mostly been figuring out what the heck a producer is supposed to do, while in the meantime creating substandard entertainment because you have no idea how the station works. A little bit! Good. Just checking. Okay. Doug, the sound guy, sound editor, and sound manager for the radio station. How are you feeling? I'm fine. Please stay away from me. Listen, I'm not your enemy, and I'm not going to fire you. Just sit down so we can have a chat about your performance. I'm good, thanks. Fine. Doug, give me the bat. No. Give me the bat. No, I don't wanna. Doug! <laughs> <laughs> Where do you even get this bat? The From the rubbing things with hammers department. Oh, they're lucky that they're such a vital part of the association. Great. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's continue on with our little chat. I still don't really want to. Doug, do I need to take the other bat as well? No. Excellent. Let's start with who you are. What? Your name. Uh, what is it? Don't you know it already? I'd like to hear you say it. Uh, I'm Doug. Uh, full name, please. Why do you even need this? Surely you should have my name in a file somewhere. You apparently have everything else about me on record. Why not my name? You're quite right. You should at least get some explanation. We do have your name on file, but here it's listed as first name Doug, middle name The, last name Sound, secret fourth name Guy. Secret fourth name? So if you will, please tell me your full name. Uh, Doug Klingen. <sighs> Klingen translates to sound in German. Well, maybe it's a translation error from the records department. Don't be ridiculous. We don't have a records department. We have a constant surveillance department. What? And furthermore, we here at the Strangeman Association do not make mistakes. Don't you put all of your mistakes in several boxes every month and light it on fire? We here at the Strangeman Association do not make noticeable mistakes. <sighs> Now, we've talked about everyone else here, but what about you? What about me? How do you think you've been doing at your job? Well, I've been doing my best, and it's not like I went into this job blind. I was a radio host for five years before being sent here. Really? Were you any good? Of course I was good, spitting out zingers every night, having good rapport with any guests that were around, and brightening up people's lives from left to right, sun up to sundown, and by sundown I mean three o'clock, because I need some relaxation time every now and then. A radio show like that must have been popular, right? Uh... Am I missing something here? Well, I mean, it was hard getting an audience. We didn't have that much in the budget for marketing and the station was very lo local so yeah not many people but still you start out small before you get big once you have their attention that's where we get the good stuff that's where we get good and you think that the association is a way to get big as it were it's where i am getting big i'm the only radio station here they've got no choice but to listen to me interesting So he was just sitting there constantly asking questions and then she just shoots the microphone, went right off the desk, had a hole in it, had a bullet go straight through it. 
And... And it still worked. Still works. And that's how David was still broadcasting. This thing is still working. It's still working right now. Hmm. Didn't notice. How? Furthermore, what does any of this have to do with Jock Tuckabee? There is a hole in one of our recording equipment, and it still works. Is the quality worse? Do you need a new microphone? No, it's perfectly fine. Almost wouldn't guess that there's a bullet hole right through it. Why isn't anyone taking this seriously? That's enough. Can we please move on? And is it pronounced Strangemen's Association or Strangemen Association? Excuse me? Is the place that we work in pronounced the Strangemen's Association or the Strangemen Association? What? Also, are we the Strangemen No Access Radio or the Strangemen's No Access Radio? You don't know. Do you? That's quite enough. This interview's over. You may leave now. But... Now, Doug. (sighs) (sighs) So, what do you think of your co-workers? Well, Doug's great, and Triss is really cool. Pretty good bodyguard, all things considered. Uh, Like, I always feel safe when she's around... She seems really good with a firearm, and she's been in a lot of different incidents. Like, have you heard that one about Longlim John? Miss Greenwall. She and her team managed to secure and contain that thing in minutes with their eyes closed. And they had to keep their eyes closed, because if they looked, then it's face, then it would Miss Greenwall, that's quite enough. Uh, Sorry. I was more wondering about what you thought of your other co-worker, Jock Tuckerby. Right. Uh, well... He's a bit... It's quite alright, Miss Greenwall. It's highly unlikely for Jock to be listening to this right now. Did you just try to wink? Did it work? No. Ah, yes. Uh, Moving on. What about Jock? How do you feel about him? Uh, Yeah, he's a bit of an asshole. I mean, he hardly listens to any of us. Like... I try my hardest to write and plan an episode and try to focus on the important stuff that people need to know, but he just keeps on going on these tangents and not talking about the stuff he needs to. He seems to think this whole thing is a radio show for him when it's supposed to be a public health and safety program if it was less about the flu and more about tentacle monsters disguised as people. Interesting. You know how he says toothpaste? Like, he says it like teeth paste? That's not a word. I swear he's either doing it on purpose or he never learned how to pronounce it properly. Like when I try and correct him, he just went, sure, Holly, and went right back to saying teeth paste like an idiot. All right. And he, he keeps revealing things live, on air, about other people. How so? Well, for the mistake box episode, I did a quick skim through and, and I noticed that some of the things in the box included personal information And I put a note on the box telling him not to reveal any of that, and... And he did anyway, revealing your unhappiness with Pritchard, and also Doug's asexuality. It's not just that. He keeps doing stuff like this every time. He's a nightmare to deal with. If you put something in front of him, he will read it out loud and will not stop for whatever reason. It's absolutely infuriating! He's the worst, most difficult part of my job, and whenever I try and tell him not to be a shitty person, he just ignores and keeps doing what he does. So you would suggest getting rid of Jock? I mean, can you? Well, no. There are still many things he needs to do, and he is providing the association with a great service, whether he thinks so or not. 
but I could potentially make him more manageable. How? So, Triss, how's it been? Fine. Do you think you could turn off that clock? I don't know. Let's check. It's still ticking. I know. Guess not. Why did you even bring it in here? Why not? So why are you here? I thought I was still having a chat with our new big boss man. He let me in here? Uh, why? As a treat for cooperating, I guess? Cooperating with what? You know, I thought I put the whole incident behind me. I stopped doing field work, I got transferred over here at a radio station. I thought that this was going to be a relaxing job, a chill one, something to put between me and my past traumas. And the people here were great, mostly. Doug's a nice guy and Holly's a joy, but then you showed up. Uh, I was here before you. Not the point. Then you showed up. You seemed fine. A bit of an ass. And the stories Holly told me were more than enough evidence to that. But this was the association. They're either assholes or dead people. My sister used to say that. But then one day, I decided to pop on the radio. Listen to what you're actually doing here. And I hear my own voice talking back to me, reliving that night. That night when I saw that meat fractal. Where I saw it eat my sister. And where I saw it get away. Your sister, you never mentioned. Why do you think I want to? This place is a complete nightmare, and you just slot right into it. You don't help people. You just perpetuate their fears and anxiety, make everything worse for the people around you. Hey, if you didn't want me to play the tape about the worst day of your life, you could have just asked. I never should have needed to ask. It was never yours to take. You're so goddamn entitled! Well, I'm very sorry you didn't say anything about this, so if you please, I'd like to speak with Ferb. <laughs> So, how are we feeling right now? She just punched me. This was unprovoked. She could be fired for this. She could. So, you're the new director. Go do some directing. No, I think she's earned it. What the hell are you talking about? Now let's move on with the performance review. Right. You have received several complaints from not only your own co-workers, but many members and employees of the Strangeman Association. Most notably, Sarah Leon, when you told her the exact time and date of her death, the lunch creature when you talked endlessly with them in the cafeteria, holding up the line, and researcher Pichard when you broadcasted details about his relationship with Miss Greenwall. Yeah? So what? Who cares about them? You're a site director. You know it doesn't matter that much. I know, Jock, but you seem to matter to these people, so seeing that a complaint has been dealt with makes my job easier. So what? Are you gonna fire me? I've told you this already. No, I am not going to fire you. Why not? Because it's much simpler to have you around here alive than to find a replacement for you. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you've got to keep this broadcast interesting. Anyone could do this job, but I'm the only one here that can do it well. Some schmo wouldn't stand a chance. I get 30 minutes of quality content a day, every day, and everybody still listens to me. You can't replace me. 
Is that what you really think? Uh... Uh... You think the reason we can't replace you is because you're so engaging? You're the pinnacle of this program, and without you, this entire thing would just be bland announcements. I... Jock... No one listens to your show. I... What? We monitor how much traffic this show gets, and it's very little. People only tune in accidentally once or twice. But... But wait, then... Then why can't you fire me? Because you're bound to an unimaginable entity from beyond our stars. Our second binding process on a different person would take far too much time and energy than is necessary. I... I just thought... You really thought that you were unique. That you weren't just as disposable to the association as everyone else. Just... are you... You really are a bit of a nobody, aren't you? Well, that should conclude my getting to know you interview. I believe I've given you a lot to think about moving on. I look forward to working with you as I become your new site director. If you ever need my help, I always have a top security access pass on my desk and a bowl of thin mints in my office. Well then, off I go. I think it was right, that Furby guy. You don't get all the details while you're in the thick of it all. People don't have respect anymore. Respect for people. Respect for artists who work constantly and really hard for everything. And in return, they get nothing. Nothing but silence and jeers and insults and blame and idiots who don't understand what they're listening to. I've been in this game for a literally uncountable amount of time, and what do I get for it? A producer who doesn't know how to write, a bodyguard who punches me in the stomach for one of her own problems, and a public that still fails to recognize good content. All they want to do is listen to the same boring garbage over and over again until they curl up and die. No room in here for anything different, none at all. Nothing that challenges them or does anything other than tell them that they're a good little worker drone. Well, I've had enough of it. This is the Strangeman's No Access Radio. I'm Jock Tuckaby. Fuck off. This episode of The Strangeman's No Access Radio was written, edited, and directed by Lachlan Millard. This episode featured Bronte Thompson as Holly Greenwall, Remus Douglas as Doug the Sound Guy, Riley Bussenshut as Tris Barkwell, Lachlan Millard as Thomas Fenton Garvey, and Ryder Gavin as Jock Tuckaby. Thanks for listening.